Is religious freedom a thing of the past? What does religious freedom mean in today's world? Can we still speak up about our faith and live it out publicly? Today, some Christians think they must keep silent about their faith in public places. This can start at an early age in public school. These days, prayer and using the name of Jesus can cause an uproar. Join us today as I interview Candy Cushman. She works with Focus on the Family. We'll talk about students' rights and how parents can equip their children to share their faith. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Thanks, Candy, for being my guest today. It's an honor. Thank you for having me. Well, um, we want to talk a little bit about public schools with you and what uh, students can do and what parents can do. But let's begin just by talking briefly about religious freedom and today's world. It's a little different today for us, isn't it? Yes. It, it's hard to imagine the place we are at today compared to just a few years ago in our schools. Um, so I, I think a lot of people are feeling kind of overwhelmed about what are their rights? How do they navigate their family's Christian values in schools? And, and the good news is, is that at Focus, we do have lots of resources to help families with that. That's great. That's great. Yeah, our, our climate has changed, and yet we still have religious freedom. Uh, it's not a thing of the past, but it is changing a little bit. So we need to be educated so we know what we can and can't do. So um, let's talk about why so many people believe they can't speak out about their faith? Well, I think uh, it's a combination of uh, just people not having the right information, uh, being uneducated about it. Uh, But you also have those out there that do want to trample on religious freedom and free speech rights. They they don't want to hear opinions or beliefs that, that they don't agree with. And they don't necessarily believe in our, our First Amendment rights or what the founding fathers, you know, the freedoms that they fought to give us. So I think there's a combination of innocent, just um, ignorance, and also uh, agendas out there. But either way, if, you know, we, we like to say that our religious freedoms and our rights are like muscles, and if you don't exercise them and use them, then they sort of get all flabby and, and mm-hmm. um, just are eradicated and die away. And so... What we can do as citizens, as family members, as students, is to know what our rights are and, and then to speak up for them. And that, that's, that's something really simple that we can do, that we can make a difference where we are in our communities. And even if you're, you know, you don't, maybe you're not a student or you don't have a student in your home, but maybe you're a grandparent or you're a pastor. And the fact is that 90% of school-age kids are in public schools. Mm. Uh, we have millions of students in colleges, and uh, the fact is that that's educating the majority of the next generation who are going to be our leaders. Um, So even as grandparents or a pastor, if you can encourage the youth around you to understand what their historical rights are and that they can feel confident about expressing their religious beliefs, you you are doing something to impact the future and making a big redemptive difference. That's great. So what can students do legally? Let's just talk a little bit about what they can do and sometimes don't know they can do. Yeah. Well, 
the good news is, you know, I think we hear a lot of bad news about, well, the Bible has left the schools, prayer's not in there anymore. But what people don't realize is that today's student has some of the most powerful free speech and religious freedom rights of anyone, more than adults. And that's because there, there have been countless court decisions all the way up to the Supreme Court decision that is, have backed those students' rights. So what that means is, is that they have a right to freely express their faith when they walk in that school door. They don't have to check that at the door. Um, so as long as they are expressing their personal faith in a way that's not disruptive of classroom time or the instruction the school is supposed to do, they have strong uh, court-backed protections to do that. So that can be something as simple as bringing your personal Bible to school and reading it during free time or talking about it with a friend. It can be bowing your head personally and praying during free time or lunch. It can be arranging a, pr- you know, a prayer meeting during free time or outside the school grounds around the flagpole. Um, it can be sharing your favorite scripture with your friends. Um, we have a fun pass-the-verse-forward activity students can do where, where it's just encouraging scriptures, and you just find someone that you think needs that encouragement, and you can pass it along to them during free time, and then they have a challenge to do the same. And, and all of a sudden you have God's light shining mm. in those school hallways led by students. So there are lots of creative ways that kids can express their faith, and they have a full right to do that. Well, let me ask you a question on the way here I was thinking about uh, in one of my books, I had written about being in a public school on Halloween. I think I was in a fourth grade classroom, and one of the students was dressed as Jason, blood, fake blood, and I won't go into they, that. But the on the other extreme was one of the students was dressed as Moses, and his parents had carved out of cardboard uh, the stones with the and then written the Ten Commandments That's on an it. Awesome example, and it was awesome. I just yeah. loved the opportunity that that gave him, and he had his dad's robe on. He looked cool, and it was fun to see. And I I make that I made that difference in in the the uh, book that I wrote. You know the difference of Jason with gory fake blood all over versus Moses. But could a student do that today? They, yeah, especially something like the costumes that you're mentioning, that's especially where they have a lot of rights because that's a personal expression. Uh-huh. So they could come as, you know, Martin Luther uh-huh. or other um, faith leaders that have inspired them or, you know, uh, Daniel in the lion's den. There's all kinds of things. Or even for girls, Esther, I just love that idea because that's a great example of a student using their creativity uh-huh. to shine God's light. Yeah. Um, so... They can also express their faith in a classroom assignment even, as long as it's relevant to what the teacher is asking them. So they don't have to check who they are at the door. And I'll just mention real quick, too, show and tell is similar to the costume activity you're mentioning, because show and tell is a personal expression. So if the teacher invites the students to, you know, come and show and tell something about their life, about who they are, um, they can't censor that child's faith out of who they are as a person. Mm-hmm. And really, when you're talking about young children in public school, I mean, they say everything. You know, when you get around to the Christian holidays, um, uh, it would be very hard to to censor a very young child that maybe has learned things at home. But you did mention a lot as you were sharing some of that, that in their private time, in their break time. So um, is that kind of where they can't do it during class time unless it's like a personal um, uh, statement of faith that fits the classroom um, assignment? Well, if, if the 
teacher was having a discussion about historical religious beliefs, for instance, and your personal beliefs fit into that discussion, um, they, they can't censor that just because it's religious, but at the same time, students can't be disrespectful of what's happening in the classroom. Mm-hmm. So the teacher can't be, you know, you can't ha- have a teacher doing a math lesson and a student suddenly start quoting John 3.16 and interrupting class. That, uh-huh. that wouldn't be respectful. So there's a balance there, you know, of protecting students' free speech rights and their ability to not have to hide their faith, but at the same time being respectful, uh, respectful of the goals that the school's been given. Okay, good. So students can pray and they can speak of their faith. Um, but I would guess then not only does the teacher have to be kind of educated related to what is correct and, and what is not correct, but the parents then have to help their children understand this, correct? That is an excellent point. And it, it reminds me of a real-life situation uh, that happened in the Las Vegas area where you had a sixth grader, and I think this is a great example for what we're talking about, you had a sixth grader who was given an assignment to do a PowerPoint slide presentation, and it was called All About Me. All the students were supposed to do mm. a presentation called All About Me. And she put her favorite Bible verse in there, John 3.16. Her father was a pastor, so this was a huge part of her life, and that was all about her. That's what she centered her life around. But she was told, uh, without her parents even knowing, that she had to take that verse out of the presentation. And it actually, they didn't find out about it until much later when she just mentioned it to them in a casual conversation. But thankfully, you know, her mom and dad understood what her rights should have been. So they did contact the school. You know, they, they asked, why is, this, why is my daughter being told she can't talk about the Bible, you know, in relation to her personal life? And the school actually ended up apologizing for that. So it's key that every, all parties are educated on this, or at least the parents and the students. So they can challenge it in a, you know, in a loving way mm-hmm. when it's necessary. Yeah, and sometimes we do hear in the news uh, a child maybe that went overboard, you know, was yelling and screaming about religious things and very inappropriate way of sharing your faith publicly, that that is not the way we want to help our children learn to share their faith in the public arena or the, in the public school setting. Correct. Right, and in our we, our student initiatives that we sponsor at Focus, uh, for example, Bring Your Bible to School Day, we make a huge point of encouraging students to show Christ's love in all of their actions, and we point out that it should be conversations, not confrontations, mm-hmm. and that at the end of the day, you know, the person in front of you that you're talking to, they're not going to remember every word that you said, but they are going to remember whether or not you showed Christ's love and whether they felt love from you and whether they felt personally respected. And so, yes, you can completely uh, make your whole message invalid if you are not having a loving tone. So we really try to encourage the students participating in our events that, that that's perhaps one of the most important principles that they can really understand and implement. Good. That sounds great. Well, you mentioned Bring Your Bible to School Day. Tell our listeners what that is. Well, I'm super excited about this because it's just caught on like wildfire across the country. It has far exceeded our expectations as far as the number of students we thought would be participating. Um, but what happened is, at, at Focus, we just saw this trend of more and more students and families coming to us for help, and it also being reported in, in headlines across the country, that students were being told they couldn't do basic things, like have their Bible on their desk during free time, or bow their head in prayer over lunch. And it, it was really getting to be disturbing, the, the frequency with which this was happening. So we wanted 
to do something to encourage students to know what their rights were and to know they're not alone. But we wanted to do it in a, a positive, you know, in a celebratory, in a fun way. And so that's how Bring Your Bible to School Day was born. And this year will be uh, the third event, so it's pretty new. But the really exciting thing is that the first year, in 2014, we had 8,000 students participating. And last year, it just blew up to 155,000 oh, students. Oh, goodness. And it went viral. <laughs> so, you know, there were all thousands of students posting their pictures online, oh. holding their Bible up in front of school. And it, it was just amazing the stories that came out of that with the conversations that were able to happen between students, uh, you know, just them talking to friends. Um, so it's, it's a pretty exciting thing. It's going to be this year on October 6th, and uh, we've got lots of participation guides. If you, know, if you think it's a cool idea but you're not sure what mm-hmm. you would do or how to get started, we have elementary teen and parent pastor guides, um, and that's at bringyourbible.org. Well, that's great, and I'd love to get some information to share uh, on the Family Shield Network as well because I had not heard about it. A lot of our um, ministry focus uh, as a Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate ministry, a lot of them are parochial schools, but parochial schools should be doing this as well, not just yes, public they, schools. Yes, they absolutely are welcome to participate, and we do have many of them participate every year. So uh, you just mainly need to get the news out related to that, and then it has guidelines of, of how and what you can do. That sounds wonderful. Um, let- yeah, and I should clarify, at this point, we have the date up there and the Facebook page and everything uh, where people can join the Facebook page to get the latest updates. But we will be updating this year's new guide uh, on uh, mid-August. That'll, the new guide for this year will be up there. Okay, very good. I want to make a few announcements, and then we'll come back and continue talking to Candy Cushman of Focus on the Family. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklets, Parenting Families, Practical Strategies for Families, and Parenting with Purpose. To receive the complimentary booklets, call the Response Center at 1-877-250-8416 or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Don't forget to give us your complete name and address. We encourage listeners to sign up to receive the Family Shield email newsletter that will keep you, your family, and congregation informed about upcoming program topics and guests. You can also connect with us on Facebook. Family Shield recently began the Spiritual Warriors Monthly Giving Club. All donors who give $5 or more each month are part of this club and will be recognized annually. You can give on a monthly basis by sending a check by signing up to give a specific amount at your bank or by signing up through our PayPal account on our website, www.familyshieldministries.com. You can also send prayer requests, program topics, ideas, and support to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. Now I want to go back to my guest, Candy Cushman. She works with Focus on the Family. And uh, Candy, tell us a little bit more about what you do for Focus. Well, uh, I've worked here for about 15 years now, and uh, what I do now is serve as the education analyst and also lead uh, religious freedom initiatives in education for students and parents. So on the student side of that, we've got an event called Day of Dialogue, which deals with uh, empowering students to be able to express a biblical viewpoint on sexuality issues Mm. that come up in school. And then, of course, we have the religious freedom event, uh, Bring Your Bible to School Day. And then for parents, we have a special website dealing with parental rights in schools, and that's truetolerance.org. So uh, I guess the main part of my job is, 
continuing to track what's going on all across the country with education and then using that information to empower on a daily basis parents and students in our school system. Wonderful. Well, I want to talk to you a little bit more about what parents can do to equip their children to stand up for their faith, especially as they uh, prepare for heading back to school later this summer. So you've touched on that a little bit, but what else can parents do uh, to equip their children? Well, I would go ahead and point people toward bringyourbible.org just because there are fun activities on that website um, to introduce kids to the idea of what their rights are and the biblical reasons that we need to not be ashamed of our faith. Um, Like it says in Romans, you know, being unashamed, that's one of our theme scriptures. Um, So there are fun activities that you can do with your kids that illustrate that, whether, you know, for young kids doing Bible studies about being Bible ambassadors, gospel ambassadors, and what that looks like throughout history, what are some of our role models for that. There's There's an activity related to that in our bringyourbible.org guide, Um, salt and light activities that they can do using popcorn as an illustration, Um, just fun stories, kid-friendly stories about just working through, well, what does it mean to talk about who I am as a Christian, um, you know, to my friends, and what does that look like, and uh, what kind of examples in history and in the Bible do we have as, you know, for that, that works with very small children. And then we also have the teen resources, uh, that talks about not not being ashamed of your faith, uh, having your identity in Christ, um, and not in the other areas that the culture tries to push on you. Uh, so I would encourage parents to go there just for basic things to read with your kids and listen to with your kids. There's videos on there of other kids talking about their experience, mm. bringing their Bible, how they were initially afraid to, and then how it encouraged them in their faith. So you could just listen to some of those videos read some of those articles and just discuss it as a family, just as a basic way to get started getting your head around some of those topics. Good, good. Um, Well, also um, related to prayer, what can parents do uh, and to help their children not only pray at home, but also take opportunities to pray at school? You know, and that's, that's such an important point because, a lot of things, a lot of uh, feedback that I hear from the families that participate in this is that it does start at home. That the parents need to model the parents not being, be, you know, being ashamed to bring their Bible to work. Mm-hmm. The parents actually being seen reading their Bible at home with their kids and praying, um, because you know the kids aren't going to do this in a vacuum. Obviously, they need to see their parents having a living personal faith. So it does start at home with with just. The Bible being something that maybe you as a parent carry in the car with your kid on the way to school and praying before they get out of that Mm -hmm. car about, you know, Lord, give us boldness today. Give us opportunities to speak Christ's love and maybe just living that with your kid to start with. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, as I mentioned, Focus on the Family has lots of Bible studies and activities, not only on bringyourbible.org, but also on their parenting sites uh, with just helping you pray as a family and talk about what it means to live a life around biblical principles and living that out every day in the public square. That's great. That's great. Well, um, before we, we'll we'll have more time, but uh, let's talk for a minute about human sexuality and some of the issues that are in the news today related to schools, uh, bathrooms, restrooms, what they're doing, what's happening in the public schools in that area. 
Boy, that is just a huge topic that we, we are hearing about every day at Focus from Families Concerned about this. I, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are, are very concerned about what happens in the school bathroom, in the public bathroom when their son or daughter, you know, goes in there. They want to know their child's going to be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just trying to get their mind around how have we all of a sudden gotten to this point where before it was so about, suddenly. you know, concerns about homosexuality being mm-hmm. taught against parents' will in schools, and now all of a sudden... That seems like old news, and we're talking about theme, you know, really sensitive themes like cross-dressing and mm-hmm. um, transgender, and all of a sudden we're hearing about this being promoted to kindergartners. So, yeah, we're at a mm-hmm. whole new place culturally that, as you were talking about, does require us to model prayer and be in the yeah, Bible on absolutely. many different levels. Um, but I guess the, the biggest news in this is that the federal government put out a letter to all the nationwide public schools uh, saying that they had to give full access, for example, to a student, to a boy who identifies as a girl, for example. The schools have to give that student full access to a girl's restroom or a locker room or even an overnight school trip. And uh, the letter basically threatened schools that if they didn't abide by that, they could be at risk of losing Losing federal funding, like maybe federal funding that they use to feed Mm -hmm. impoverished students school lunches or transportation Mm -hmm. or those kind of things. That could be jeopardized. Um, now, of course, many states, local schools have risen up and said the federal government is not our national superintendent, and mm. you are really encroaching into a local and family issue. And so there are attempts right now to push back and protect parental rights, but it has to play out, and, and um, this will play out in the courts, and uh, we will see whether this is just an empty threat on the part of the federal government with this letter, or whether they're prepared to back that up, because we do have several schools and states standing up to that, but it's, mm-hmm. there's no easy answers right now. It's just got to play out in, in courts. Uh, however, having said that, I wouldn't want parents to feel overwhelmed because there are still things you can do to protect your parental rights and your child's safety, and uh, we do have those resources on truetolerance.org. We're going to be updating those by August 1st in time for back to school. Um, but even in the meantime, you can go on there right now, truetolerance.org, and there's a model policy mm. that you can give to your school officials for how to protect your child's privacy and safety in the bathroom, but also, you know, doing that in a compassionate way that acknowledges students that may be genuinely struggling with with their identity and and making reasonable accommodations for them, but without sacrificing also reasonable and balanced uh, protections for kids' safety and privacy. Yeah, it is such a big topic, and uh, it is, it is, it just seems so crazy that just a few months ago, it seems like the Supreme Court just came down with the homosexual issue, but this transgender issue, uh, it just came up and it was just pushed. And I, I do, uh, uh, I do, we pray uh, for our Christian families uh, and uh, we need to be educated about this, but sometimes we don't know where to go for help. So Focus on the Family is a great place to get more information, and I appreciate um, all of the websites that you've mentioned. We'll try to add some of those to our network. You said, uh, what was a couple of the websites you mentioned, Candy? again? Well, the, the one uh, we're speaking of at the moment, truetolerance.org, True. is our parental rights website. And, it, you know, and it just strikes me that as we're talking, a lot of parents might feel overwhelmed about just this influx, not only in the schools with the gender-confusing messages, but also in the culture. And it's really hard. I mean, it, it seems like your child's going to encounter that one way or the other un- unless you tie a blindfold around them and yeah. put stoppers in their ears. So uh, another thing that's encouraging, I think, for parents is that we have 
tips on how to proactively talk to your child about God's design for sexuality mm. and gender and what it means to be male and female and why did God create us this way and why is that important and how do we how does a child respond if they encounter someone in the culture that doesn't agree with that and so this allows parents to just really have basic conversations and you don't have to wait till something like that happens you can um, be proactive in preparing your child and already instilling in them a biblical mindset um, so that's on truetolerance.org. There's a free guide on there that they can sign up to get called um, uh, Gender uh, Equipping Parents to Respond to Gender Confusing Messages in the Schools and Culture. Good, good. Those are, the, you know, and part of it is confusion and not knowing what to do. And again, one of our big issues is finding the resources. Now, we have on our Family Shield website recommended links, which has various categories and many, many other organizations, including the website for Focus on the Family. Most people can remember that. But some of the names get confusing. So we'll try to add some of those uh, different websites as well. And it's important that we know more. What else do we need to uh, talk about today, Candy? Well, I would just say the most, probably the most relevant websites then that we have to offer at the moment for the topics we've been talking about are uh, Bring Your bringyourbible.org, because it gets into those basic religious freedoms for students, and then the truetolerance.org one for parents that are concerned about some of the sexuality messages that might be confusing to their kids. So those, if I had to narrow it down to just two things, those would be the, the items I would Good. emphasize that have lots of tools and tips for parents on there. Yeah, absolutely. Any other tips for parents or even grandparents, because grandparents really can. We have two minutes left. Any other just last-minute thoughts or information for our parents or grandparents, Candy? Uh, just that they, I wouldn't want them to be discouraged or feel overwhelmed with where we're at as a culture and what they may feel like they're up against as a parent or grandparent or pastor. Uh, you know, we are at an unprecedented point in our culture, but I feel like when you look around and you see the young people that God's raising up, it, it renews your heart. It gives you hope in the future um, I mentioned during our interview a couple of stories about students standing up. I, I don't think I mentioned some students in Ohio, for example, where an atheist group came in there and told them they could no longer do the Lord's Prayer at their school during graduation. But the students took matters into their own hands and all stood up and recited it. And we are seeing courage in the midst of this darkness. And because of the historical freedoms that are still there, that are s still in our Constitution, re you know, regardless of all this confusion, we still have powerful rights to share the gospel. And, you know, I want to encourage families that I do fully believe the light does shine the brightest when it is the darkest. And we are definitely at that point. And we have a, an unprecedented opportunity to, as, as families, as individuals and families, shine that light as never before. And so this is a window that wasn't there before where we can walk in and shine that light in our schools and our communities. All right. Thank you so much. My guest has been Candy Cushman of Focus on the Family. Uh, learn more about Family Shield Ministries at www.familyshieldministries.com. We uh, hope that you'll uh, stay tuned and continue listening next week. This is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com 
or Wright Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Family Shield.